0: Welcome to The Rosin Box,
1: where dancers go for show prep and candid chat. I'm Claire Kretschmar,
0: and I'm Aron Sands, and we are dancers with New York City Ballet.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Rosin Box. We are joined by a special guest, Megan Dutton O'Hara, who's a core dancer in New York City Ballet and a longtime friend. Of ours. And long-time
0: listener as well.
2: Right? Long-time listener? You've listened to our podcast, right? Absolutely. I know exactly what The (laughs) Rosin Box is. Thank you so much.
0: She knows what it
2: represents. (laughs) She's like, I dip my toe in there every day. Every day. Multiple (laughs) times. Yeah,
1: Megan, hi. Hi. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Hello, hi. She came all the way from... The Kennedy <laughs> she came all the way from Dis- for, Disneyland. From Disneyland, yeah. There's an SNL skit where um I think Kristen Wiig and
2: mm-hmm.
1: Fred Armiston. Fred Armisen are being like two faux singers, and they're like, "We came all the way from Disneyland." Sir. We'll have to.
2: We'll show you the video.
1: Yeah. Is
0: the one with they're like with the vest? one is following what the other person yeah, is exactly. singing. Exactly. Oh yeah. So, like, yeah, if yeah. I'm
1: not, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We've that done be, that plenty we've of done times. That, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: That's what it's totally that about. Like.
1: Um, okay, let's not deep. <laughs> yeah. But this is our Ask the Dancer podcast. So we have received all these questions uh. from listeners, I think through social media, mm-hmm. and we're just going to answer them to the best of our ability with our special guest Megan Donohara. I can't wait. I know. We're excited.
0: Yeah. Thank you, listeners, for submitting your questions. We've gotten some really good mm-hmm. ones. Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to just dive in. Mm-hmm. And the first question we're going to do today is, what is your strategy for learning new choreography?
2: Megan, take it away.
0: Please tell us.
2: It's a good question. I don't know if I've ever really dissected my method for learning choreography before. I think that... From an early age we have to start learning combinations and steps in class mm-hmm. and so you are familiar with putting movement to music and I think that the music is a big draw in terms of choreography and what's sort of like the guiding factor of your movement but I think as I've gotten older and I've spent more time learning choreography for me something that's really helpful and this is not helpful for everyone some people do not care for them, but I love a count mm.
1: personally. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, counts are clarifying. How yeah. do you feel
2: about counts? Um, pro I li- I li- or against? I'm,
1: I'm pretty pro counts, and then <laughs> I think there's a certain point though where it's nice to let them go. Absolutely, so that you can color I feel like they're the like
2: movement. they're almost like a training wheel, right? 100%. It's like yeah, yeah. they're so helpful in Good. the learning phase. Mm-hmm of counting the music and putting the steps to the count so that your body becomes really familiar with the the pattern of what Mm -hmm. you need to be doing. And then the goal, obviously, is once you get on stage, you can sort of step away from those tools that you Mm -hmm. used in the learning process and really get to be more experimental and more artistic. But in the learning process, it helps me to be a bit more meticulous and a bit more like rote. To make sure that it's translating from what's in my head to my body, Mm because I feel like that's another challenge in learning is sometimes my head has all of the material, but it hasn't made it down to my feet yet. Right. You know, especially if it's something faster with a lot of articulation. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think going slowly in the early stages of choreography Mm -hmm. is key because. You're right. It takes time to translate mm-hmm. from like your mind to your body, and your as you said, mm-hmm. all the way down to your feet. And sometimes with something like say comp even complicated porter bra, with like leg action, that can be hard to coordinate. So mm-hmm. just breaking it down
2: slowly is a big yeah. help. Yeah, and I also think it's just a matter of repetition. I mean, that's so much of what ballet is, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's like we return to the same steps day in and day out. So with choreography, it's the same thing, you know, like just routine repetition of the movement so that it builds that muscle memory in the body. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Also, there are two kinds of new choreography to me. One is new choreography in general, which is new choreography is being created on you. So choreography is translated to steps through you for the first time. But also there's the other kind, which is new choreography to you. Like it's already been choreographed. Mm-hmm. There are counts to it. There's there's not that much figuring it out because it has already been figured out in a different body. But it's you've never done it. You haven't learned it. So it's new choreography to you. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I find it easier out of the two if it's being created on you. It's first being in your body. So like anything that is happening it's happening on you Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. for the first time so it's like I know the steps because like I did them yesterday and they were done on me Mm -hmm. yeah
2: I think that's interesting though because when it's brand new choreography and it's being created in the moment we have fewer archives to sort of fall back on. And I think what's becoming more common is watching video to help learn choreography, which is not necessarily my favorite way. But I think that that's just one of those differences between it being brand new and having it already have Mm -hmm. been created where you can check back on how it was done then and maybe do your homework and prepare. And when it's being created in the studio, it's much more of a challenge to keep all of that brand new work in your mind yeah. because there's not there's not a written document of it yet yeah. or a visual document. Yeah,
0: which is why I think it helps you really remember it well because you don't have that rely
2: on anything else.
0: tape to fall back into.
1: Yeah, I know sometimes I go back and forth. I don't know if it's easier for me to learn choreography that's already been done or if it's easier to mm-hmm. learn choreography when it's brand new. Something about choreography that's already been done that helps is uh, the video thing, but also it's already been, like, worked out in someone's body, so there are less kinks, Yeah. whereas in new choreography, both the
2: choreographer and the dancers are trying to, like, iron out the kinks. But what Aron is saying is when you do the ironing of the kinks, you have to do it many more times, so that repetition then helps it translate into the body a little bit more. memory.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's a little there are benefits of from from either mm-hmm. one. Yeah, and I do have to say, new choreographers love to do daily tapes now. It's That's also a true. thing oh. where like they will maybe film the 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 last run of what's being choreographed right. that day, or yeah, just have more tapings of it daily because it's so easy to do it on your phone. Mm-hmm. Then upload it to, like, some sort of iCloud or, like, sharing yeah platform. And then, like, sometimes dancers have access to, like, days, if not hours later.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. no, Yeah, it's very interesting, the, the video element, how it's become this tool. Yeah. Like, easy access tool for yeah. dancers and choreographers totally. and all dance people. Yeah. Okay. That was good. That was good. Check. I thought okay. we got that one. Let's yes. do
0: it. Okay. okay.
2: What's number two?
0: What motivates you to continue improving, even as a dancer in a leading company?
2: Mm. Motivation is such a <laughs> tricky topic because it is. I think no matter what field you're in, motivation like dips in and out. Thank you. And so <laughs> I certainly have days where I'm not feeling motivated. And so what I rely on even more than motivation is like discipline. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like we develop a discipline as dancers to know what works for our bodies and what demands we have to make for ourselves in order to get the show on at the end of the night, learn the material, feel good in our body. Whether we're motivated or not, those steps kind of have to happen. Mm -hmm. And so I find that it's the discipline of the work more than the motivation Mm -hmm. that keeps me coming back to the studio. Mm -hmm. You know, because there are certainly times... Like in the middle of the season where you feel really exhausted or, you know, maybe you didn't sleep that well and or you didn't sleep that well because you had so much adrenaline from the show last mm-hmm. night. And the last thing you want to do is take a thing, nap. Yeah, well, that's the first thing you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> the, the last thing you feel is like motivation to like get up and go. Yeah. But there's that discipline aspect that keeps you returning and drives at least I feel a drive to, to keep going.
1: Yeah, sometimes I think that we just need to let go of the thought that we have to be constantly inspired and feel motivated to do what we need to do. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes there's this false idea that like you have to stay inspired all the time and feeling good all the time in order to perform or to do anything mm-hmm. for that matter. And I think that that's not...
0: Um, how it works?
1: It's not really how it works. Yeah. yeah, there's like there's so many things that every person has to do that you might not feel happy and excited to yeah. do it, but you know that you need to. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think you're right. The discipline thing kicks in when you're not like, oh, I can't wait to do this. You're yeah. like, I just need to do this, and I need to not.
0: <laughs> I actually can wait. I can, need... I can. <laughs> <laughs> but I shouldn't wait. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Lo- I do have to say sometimes, again, it's, a lot of it comes from like your uh, physical and mental state. If you're pretty tired, sometimes you really don't feel like you have it in you to then put mm-hmm. on a show at like eight o'clock, nine o'clock, even sometimes 10 o'clock. It depends mm-hmm. when you go on that night. But it's sometimes after that I feel more inspired and more motivated because like, you know what? I feel accomplished, I did the show, it went well, I committed to the choices that I wanted to do, and that is inspiring me, mm-hmm. and therefore, it's motivating me to maybe come in tomorrow and do it again, or like tackle this other ballad that maybe gives me more trouble, mm-hmm. and it's uh, particularly harder. So it's sometimes for me afterwards that I did something that required motivation, That I do get that motivation. That's
1: interesting. And it went
2: well, though. I think that sense of accomplishment. Going well is a big part of it. Thank you. I think that sense of accomplishment is a huge driving factor. Yes. Being like, way to go. Yeah. I did it. I earned that because I put in all of the work. Mm -hmm. And maybe along the journey of putting in the work, I didn't feel the motivation every day. Yeah. But now looking back, it's like so rewarding to know that you did it. and it is a motivating factor to continue mm-hmm. but i think for me i'm just a little i don't know maybe it's just like pr- pragmatic to yeah. say like okay i'm not going to necessarily feel this same level of inspiration that you might feel like post yeah. like show Yeah. of like pride yeah before the show or during the process every day but there's something there's like that beacon of light of like accomplishment at the end yeah. that is
0: really powerful mm-hmm. yeah. also simply maintaining yourself a professional that can be very motivational to be like i hold myself to this standards and that means i have to show up and do the work mm-hmm, and yeah. the simple fact to hold yourself professional can be motivating to mm-hmm. to do the work and do it well mm-hmm. and particularly not to extend much more in this Question, but I have been exercising this past season because it was particularly hard physically and very tiring. That times I had trouble finding motivation to do extra physical curriculum. Mm-hmm. Being like, oh, mm-hmm. I know today it's a hard show, but then I happen to have less rehearsals, so I have the time to do like a workout. But the really thing that I do not have is the motivation to do it. Mm-hmm. Like I might even have the energy, but it's like getting up there and like doing the whole process of it that just like it feels like a dread. Mm-hmm. What I've been exercising is tapping a little bit into the guilt feeling, meaning okay, if I don't so do healthy. it today, guilt.
2: Yourself. I know, I know, I know, <laughs> I
0: know it's not so healthy, and as I'm saying, a little, not too much into it, but I know that I'm like. Oh, today I'm feeling like such a procrastinator but I'm going to allow myself in a healthy way to be that procrastinator today because I know tomorrow I'm going to be like well you were that yesterday you can't be that twice in a row if you were to be a, a procrastinator t- twice two days in a row that that's that's guilt you're going to feel guilty so I'm like you know what I'll sit down today so I can get up tomorrow mm. you may quote me on that <laughs> Do you know what I mean though? It's like I'm very like sometimes you got to find say, I your do not way. think
1: like that, but I think if it works, great. But also I will say that it is good not to like sometimes you can't do the same. Yeah. Like extra so this is like extracurricular. We're talking about extra like physical activity to yeah. help your dancing, but yeah, I don't some... have to guilt
0: myself into coming to work. <laughs> but sometimes
1: <laughs> But sometimes like, it's okay not to do the extra regimen because it is going to help you. Like, tomorrow you will feel refreshed. I think that's what I'm thinking. It's like, by yeah. you not doing the extra regimen today, you're going to feel refreshed. So, like, eliminate, like, the guilt component. Whatever works for you, great. But, like, bottom line, if you don't do the work- extra workout today, you're like, oh, tomorrow I'm, like, so Baby,
0: girl, let me tell you about me. I want to take a day off every single day. I want to rest because I feel like I need to rest every single day. So at some point, if I could be like, "Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it easy today, to do it tomorrow," and then tomorrow I'm like, "Well, I'm gonna take it, easy. I'm gonna take it easy err. <laughs> so the day after I'm feeling even better, <laughs> and then it never happens because mm-hmm. you know you're a natural procrastinator. You have to, you have to find your way. You have to figure it out. You have to find, you have to figure it out. And I know that when it comes to that, you and I perhaps are. Differente, yeah. Different. so I, I'm just I'm just gonna say that. Because <laughs> I also know the benefits of being like I'm in charge of my wellness and my resting and today I'm gonna rest. This is Which,
2: his wellness voice.
0: Yeah. Which
1: daily rest is good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's go on to question number three. How do you maintain privacy in your personal life while still using these experiences to inform your onstage performances? Such a
2: big question. It's loaded. It's loaded. It's loaded, loaded, that one. I mean, I think the idea of bringing, like, experiences into your artistry is very useful, Mm -hmm. especially in any roles where you might be taking on a character that you can explore different outlets and use your personal experiences to influence that. I think that it's really helpful. But being someone who's in the core, I think it's interesting having that idea of standing out. There's a concept in the core of when you're dancing as a unit and you need to be unified, that the idea of standing out is less valuable, right? Say, for example, we were just at the Kennedy Center in D.C. We were performing a ballet called Concerto Barocco. And in that ballet, there's a core of um, eight dancers in point shoes. And the core, the advice we're given is don't stand out, basically. You know, yeah. it's not to not be an individual and to fully, like, mask yourself. But it's to, to move as a unified group. So in that case, I think about how you you have to find limitations on how much you're able to express yourself within the boundaries of the work. Mm -hmm. And you don't always have the same freedom in the core to go as bold or as big as you might if you are in a standalone role. And so the idea of your private life or your private experiences influencing that dance, it isn't quite as pronounced. Yeah, mm-hmm. I see. I agree. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, agree. I totally. Yeah, you're making a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, I think everything, everything you do outside of work is going to influence who you are as a person and you bring that person to work every day. And so it is it's a part of how you move within the institution mm-hmm. and within the workplace itself. But I think that there are boundaries to how much you can influence the work with what you've yeah. experienced outside, yeah. depending on what role you may be doing.
1: Yeah, and that's that's our job as performers, is to understand the nuances of what the roles entail mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. when to pull from your life and mm-hmm. who you are and, like, really let that shine and mm-hmm. when to mold yourself to the role that you have been given, mm-hmm. um, whether that's in the core or as a principle like I feel like mm-hmm. that's that's what our job is, to strike that balance. So,
2: the fact is we're performers, and it is so part of the job. Yeah, it's public. We're performers, and that is a we're putting on like a public mm-hmm. performance and public persona. That doesn't mean that it does or doesn't relate to our person. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it's a performance at the end of the day. So that's how you keep it private because you're doing your job. It's not a full insight as to who you are as a person. Mm-hmm.
0: I agree. I agree. It is very useful, particularly if you are happen to be doing a character that requires acting. I can see how it's very useful to use your personal life just to tap into those emotions. Because mm-hmm. you, when you're acting, you have to... Represent emotions, and then the more genuine they are, the best your performance will be. So, there are benefits to allowing yourself in the character. And of course, with that, always comes like a fine line, Mm -hmm. and you still have to remain like a certain level of yourself. And as an artist out there, because as you said, you got to remain professional, perhaps you're not just doing a solo dance where you can tap into it as much as you are mm-hmm. able to, but you're still going to remain uh, professional. You're dancing with other people. you're Yeah, you, might can't, be partnering. you, you can't, can't be
2: so in the moment that you go outside of the boundaries of the choreography or outside of the boundaries of the choreography within the core. Correct. You know, so that you are overly expressive and it's distracting. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But also seeing someone really use uh, or be able to be in a state of rawness because of, like, whatever is going on in their life, all, also can lead to witness a very interesting, Captivating a very good, um, transcendent performance. performance. Yeah,
1: definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I agree. All right.
0: Number four. Do the skills you learn in the studio transfer to life outside of work, and vice versa? Yes. Yeah, yeah I would say the short yes. answer is <laughs> It's absolutely, Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, I think you already mentioned one. I think discipline is so key. That's so elementary Mm -hmm. to what we do. So I think, I mean, discipline will aid any person in whatever field that they're in. Um, Absolutely. Moving from, yeah, dancer to another role, like in an office setting, I'm sure that that we just will always have that discipline and it will be a valuable asset to whatever organization or person that we're working for mm-hmm. yeah. um, or whether you know we become our own bosses someday in whatever way that takes yeah. shape we'll we'll have that
2: discipline and we also um, have a unique skill set of learning things quickly and being able to like work on the fly when things happen in live performance that are unexpected that's a huge skill set that can be applicable outside of yeah. the studio you know when when there's a high stakes, high pressure moment mm-hmm. it out, in your outside life, you know, to know how to handle yourself and adjust quickly. I mean, I feel like that's something I'm we sure you constantly. and I'm sure anytime you're partnering, you feel that way. Oh, like yeah. someone takes off or something and it goes completely <laughs> like, haywire <laughs> yeah. and you have to learn how to fix it like in the moment. Those are such helpful skills yeah. for any part of your life. Yep, quick, creative
1: problem solvers. That's that's Choke. interesting. I didn't really. That wasn't Claire's gonna first. make a
2: button. Quick, creative, <laughs> quick creative problem, problem solver. <laughs> no, you're gonna wear it yourself. Uh, Hi, I'm a quick, creative <laughs> problem solver. Do you need help today? Because
0: <laughs> I have learned how to. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um. What else? There's.
1: I feel like there are other skills feel, too. Feel, High pressure.
0: Yeah, I like bringing the skills that I might learn outside to the work but because we spend so much time at work i feel like more of the reverse Mm -hmm. happens where like Mm -hmm. i really take the skills that i'm generating here working elsewhere and for me one of them is like listening like really it requires
2: you don't just mean the music do you no no.
0: I mean, like, really listen <laughs> to what's being said to you, the information. Listen to the room, mm-hmm. you know? Not just, like, read the room, but, like, listen to it. Like, what are people saying? What is being said? What do you do with the information when you actually take the time to listen to it and not just, like, talk all the time?
1: Yeah. I mean, that, that fits with our role as dancers, too, because we are...
0: Yeah. From the job early itself. age.
1: yeah we from an early age we listen to teachers who tell us the steps who show us the steps and then we quietly put them in our bodies yeah mm-hmm. uh, but but and sometimes people can say that that's like a negative trait of ballet and ballet dancers or dancing in general, is that we don't know how to speak or something like that but I will say like to your point we become good listeners yeah and if if we work on it though
0: Absolutely. And fast processors. I feel like we process, again, choreography information in general very fast because you actually do very active listening. Mm -hmm. No, just like, oh, like I'm hearing what they're saying, but like I might not understand. Like, take the time to process the information and it can happen very fast.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. We listen, we receive the information, and then we like pour it back out in yeah. our bodies. Like and actively. and would you do it for
0: that many hours and that efficiently? Mm-hmm. I feel like it becomes mm-hmm. a great skill.
1: Yeah. The other thing that I think about too with this job and translating it to other parts of life is like timeliness. And I think about this in the sense of like we have to we have to show up for our rehearsals on time, be ready to do different jobs at different times whether that's like putting on makeup or learning a choreography or getting a costume fitting. Like we have to be timely. Cause mm-hmm. There's a lot of things to do in the day. We have to be timely for a show. If your piece goes on at like 8.23 p.m., mm-hmm. like you need to know at 8.20, you should be pretty much ready to go on mm-hmm. the stage. Well, you're late. Yeah, if, 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 if you're <laughs> like, well, like, but if, if you're like, oh yeah, the ballet begins at 8.30, and it's actually 8.23, mm-hmm. like, Anyway, so I think timeliness is another thing that can translate really well. So just honoring people's time when you're in the workplace or outside of the workplace, I think Mm -hmm. that's a really good trait that I've noticed. And then also I think that comes with musicality. Like being able to do a step in time with the music, we also have this skill of timeliness. Yeah,
0: understanding time, Yeah, understanding
1: time, which is interesting to me. But also also just like respecting people's time.
0: Basic. Basic (laughs) respect for people's time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> also i'll have to say makeup hair like oh, there are some basic yes. skills that you oh. you don't even think about because you do them so much from like the beginning of your career that you're just like oh yeah i just know how to do makeup but like i doubt someone who's like at a desk in an office who's doing a different type of job may learn how to do as much of it's, their
2: yeah it's true i mean I wonder if I were to poll Aron right now on how my makeup skills are I know, that's what I'm off stage. That's if what he I'm would thinking. have the same answer. Considering we well, had the conversation t- yesterday that I have three brushes that <laughs> I use. She's
0: sufficient. Well,
1: yeah. I honestly, sometimes I look at, like, office ladies, and I'm like, you know what?
0: She looks at office ladies. <laughs> do you go looking for these ladies? And do, do you know they come from an office? Or are you going into offices and and requiring to see the ladies? Okay. Well, she goes in with
2: her quick, efficient problem solver exactly. button. Exactly. <laughs> she's like, she's hired. Hey, ladies.
0: She's requiring the skill. She's hired okay. at the office.
1: If I, when I see... These office ladies, people, <laughs> yeah, these who work in offices, I admire their makeup and hair. I'm like, you do your makeup and hair way better than I would ever. But I've had this career where I've had to do my makeup and hair a lot. Yeah. But I'm like, wow, people really know how to like put together a. Well, my whole look.
0: point of it is that you should have be able to create. A yeah, but based I think Megan and I are also saying
1: that that part However, might not I translate.
0: Say, I do have to say, stage. Makeup and hair is very different from what you might do everywhere As else. It is
2: at the office.
0: At the office, <laughs> if you're doing a stage makeup at the office, <laughs> I don't know what kind of office you're going to, but they the lighting must be strong. You. The lighting, they're gonna yeah. remember you. Yes,
1: okay. I feel like we did a good job with that question.
0: Thank you. Same to you, likewise.
1: <laughs> okay. Um where I gonna...
0: wanna do can we do the top one? I wanna answer the Let's top one. Let's do the top one. one. Do the Thank top you. one. Thank you.
1: From the dancers' perspectives, what is the most difficult production to mount?
0: I just feel like if you're a dancer at City Ballet and you've been here long enough to have gone through this production Yes. At least once, you already know the answer.
2: I think from the dancers perspective, although we do a ton of challenging productions. Yeah. Some more physically demanding, yeah. more aerobic, more this or more that. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's all kinds of things that you could look at as being like, how is that production. more difficult? Yeah. Production but value. when I think production... Correction. <laughs> I think of Sleeping Beauty. Absolutely. I think yeah. it is one of the most challenging productions from the dancer's perspective. Partly because... I mean many people have difficult things to dance. Yeah. It's a long ballet mm-hmm. with many different moving parts to yeah. it, which is not something in our company that we're extraordinarily familiar with. Yeah. You know, we don't always do full lengths. So when they come around, they have a different kind of energy that they mm-hmm. require. To do something that is almost three hours. Like that's a different kind of stamina for many of us than we're used to. But I think the hardest part is the production value is so big that there are so many moving pieces, especially backstage, that it's almost harder to be a dancer within the production than it is to be um,
0: literally anyone else, anyone
2: else in some ways we have to, as the dancers, take a backseat to everything else that's happening for the production to make it run smoothly. Like in our most recent run of Sleeping Beauty, the dancers were essentially told to warm up... Elsewhere. Elsewhere, which was up in the studios for us, which is not typical for how Mm -hmm. we operate. We're always warming up on either side of stage and there's ample space for us to do so. But during Sleeping Beauty... The amount of sets and costuming and special effects, all of these other things take priority. And so the the dancers, we're sort of removed from that production portion of it. Yeah. Which is just interesting. I think it's Mm -hmm. so unusual for us. It is. And I think that's part of what makes it one of our more challenging productions. Yeah.
1: And I wonder, like, other companies probably do, when they do story ballets, maybe they're more well-versed in the how-tos of with Mm -hmm. the crazy set and things like that. Mm -hmm. But for us, we do a lot of performances that are stripped down and that have a simple backdrop and Mm -hmm. minimal set. So it is a big deal when we have to do something like Sleeping Beauty with a lot of set changes and lighting and a fountain. And
0: And many mm -hmm. sets and and they give change in and effects... Things are moving mm-hmm. and growing mm-hmm. and changing. And uh, there's a boat. Yeah. And then... Uh, there's
2: fog and fog.
1: the yeah.
0: brambles.
2: The
1: brambles are, take a lot of space. I remember that backstage. Yeah. The brambles are these, like, thorny, mm-hmm. big... They're probably, like, four or five... Uh, taller, maybe?
0: Oh, yeah, taller than Six, that. Yeah. I yeah. think they're taller than Six, me. Six so feet yeah. yeah. Maybe, like, like, eight feet.
1: Thorny-looking things that slide across. They're, like, maybe... They go across the whole stage. Yeah, yeah.
0: They're, so, they're massive. Yeah, yeah they're, they're very different big. Different layers of this type of set. Yeah, and they set. take
1: up so much room backstage. And also,
0: the th- amount of people for this production. Mm-hmm. We it's like we used beyond regular amount of dancers. We take extra, mm-hmm. uh, very much so. Yeah, it exceeds. Extras. It extra. fully
2: exceeds our roster of dancers. We Correct. have to pull so many yeah. other dancers from, mm-hmm. the yeah, from the School of American Ballet. Yeah, to, or to help us former
0: dancers that have been mm-hmm. involved and know some of mm-hmm. the roles, they mm-hmm. come back to do those. Like it's just a massive production.
1: Okay, mm-hmm. so Sleeping Beauty wins.
0: Yeah. She takes she takes the She does. The gold medal. Okay. Megan and Claire, what are your favorite venues to perform?
2: Okay, the first yeah. one that comes to mind for me is the theater at Tivoli in Copenhagen because there's nothing that I've experienced more unique than being in Tivoli. You're in the middle of an amusement park, mm-hmm. which is so fun and mm-hmm. so special. The theater is smaller than what yeah. we're used to. And so it feels really quaint and you're a lot closer to your colleagues than you might be in mm-hmm. when we're performing here in New York. And it's just so fun. From the dressing rooms, you can see, like, the the uh, rides, the rides yeah. going by.
0: And and, the, and you can hear the children scream.
2: Yes. And between rehearsals, we would go on, like, a roller coaster or a ride. And yeah. it's like an adrenaline rush all day.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> it's so it. fun. It, I would have to say it's the most fun yes. venue yes. we've done. And, like, the it. stage door, it's literally... You can get in line from the Stitch door to get on that dragon. You can lawn, yes, uh, um, dragon ride. coaster yeah. ride right there. Yeah,
1: yeah. I would agree. It was
2: super fun. But um. we've also been to some incredibly gorgeous, yeah, and ornate theaters that are, are so special, so special. themselves, yeah. and are really iconic to work in as well. Yeah,
0: I remember when we went to Paris on tour and we performed at the Chatelet that was like pretty special because we perform in a lot, especially in America, we perform in more contemporary venues. Mm-hmm. And I love those two. Like particularly, I mm-hmm. really like performing at the Kennedy Center. I know we've mentioned it a few times. We just got back from performing there. But it is like within America, I feel like the Kennedy Center is full of history. And yeah. that's what I like. That's what I appreciate the most from a venue. It's like who has performed here. The people that have come to Mm. see like that, just sitting in the audience at Kennedy Center, you're like very, very important characters have like sat here Mm. and watched many performances and many Mm. other important performances as well.
2: Yeah. Even the theater we just performed in in Madrid most recently as well has so much history and is such a massive incredible theater that I truly felt like if I got locked in that theater I could be lost for eight yeah. years it was huge it's so oh. big and there's so many parts that are interchangeable and yeah. and workshops Aww. and different departments within the theater and then you go out front to the front of the house and it's so beautiful and ornate and everything is so exceptionally decorated and each room is individualized and it just, it has so much history and culture built in that, that was also a wonderful place to yeah. be. Yes, Claire?
0: Claire? <laughs> Your garage, my home? <laughs> <laughs> that is a special for you two. That, that is, well, I mean, it is, That's
1: my home. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, no, but that that was super sweet. Yeah, I did shows out of my parents' garage during the pandemic.
2: <laughs> I feel like we've talked about this before, but yeah, that was very sweet. Is it terrible that we haven't mentioned our own theater, which is um, like such an amazing venue that we perform it at? It is. It is. We're here's, but I'm we take give you the answer. we take it for We're granted. Spoiled. We're so spoiled, we We're take so spoiled it, yeah, that granted. our
0: house is like such a magnificent, it's really beautiful, it's made for ballet venue. Yeah, yeah. that yeah.
2: I mean, I think when any one of us, and Claire, correct me if I'm wrong, but we'll, st- like, steps away from performing on this stage every night, it's like, this will be, these will be the memories that are uh, most totally. present in oh, my 100%. in my mind, is dancing here.
1: Totally. In fact, like, I took someone to the theater, and I do regularly, I'll take people to the theater, and I'm like, this is where I danced. And even when I go and I, like, look out on the, either in the audience or I'm in the audience... I'm just like it is very beautiful here. Mm-hmm. It is very special. Yeah, I'm like very honored to have been a part of it and mm-hmm. to bring people back into that story. So, yeah, it's incredibly beautiful. So, I think you we would be amiss to mm-hmm. not mention it because it's so special. Yeah. So, what is your favorite ballet step?
2: Hmm. There's so many good ones to choose from. I personally love Bar work? Believe it or not. And it may seem lame, but I love me a tendu.
0: Yep. Did you know? I, I knew. I knew it was heading in that direction. Because with the legs and feet that you got, it's like...
2: It's pristine.
0: It's it's a tendu looks good. It
1: looks very good. She doesn't have to do much more. Yeah,
0: so we only need to, like, kick the leg real high when the foot is, like, you know... A little biscuity and, like, but you want to, (laughs) like, still, like, you know, be good. You got to, like, make up for it otherwise. But sometimes you don't have to do wackiness when the technique and the body is there.
2: Yeah. I just just think tandis give you, you know, they're required in the day. They're part of the routine. Yep. You got to get them in. Mm -hmm. Let's enjoy them. Yeah. We like a tendu.
0: Also, you go through tendu for everything. Yeah. Because you got to like tendu first and then.
1: Uh, There's so many perks to tendu, though. Like, not only is it foundational and we like have to do it, but it lengthens your body in a really lovely way. Like, it feels nice. It's not too hard. But let's be clear. Are you can kidding me? I is not hard.
0: Tendu it's might be one of, hard. no, tendu not not one, one of the hardest. No, it's not Tendu might be one of the hardest steps no. in ballet. Yeah. You
2: know what's hard about a tendu? The closing. Yeah. Well, the close. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Doing That's it right hard. is the hard. Closing. I'm fit. not saying I love a tendu and that it's my favorite step because I'm amazing at it. Yeah. There is but, work to be done. Yeah. yeah. The closing. But,
0: do you know that you when know? people used to ask Mr. B, it was like, oh, what should I work? Like, what should I work in ballet? Like, he would always say, work tendous. on your tondus. Did you know that? I didn't. Yeah.
1: Plie is also very hard, I will say. Plie. They both
2: offer so much.
1: Especially when you have to go down on one leg and then spring back up. Single leg. Up yeah. Onto yeah. a point shoe, especially that very So it's
0: irrelevant a more r- than a <laughs> plie.
1: But the plie is where you can go wrong. Because if you go down in a weird angle, then it's a lot harder to get back
0: up. That's true. You do plie before you do releve. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I think Suzanne Farrell said something like plie is the first thing you do and the last thing you master. Okay, we're mm-hmm. just name dropping now.
0: <laughs> just, it's... Well, we got to add credibility to
2: this podcast.
0: It's <laughs> just two of us here.
2: Well, Megan Dutton O'Hara says, favorite step?
0: Tondu. <laughs> <Tendu>.
1: Okay <laughs> Brilliant Okay so Megan says Tandu Oh Rom What is your favorite?
0: I love A pot of cheval. Mmm just, because 'cause we're talking about a, a delicious stuff. Uh-huh. I love a de cheval that like, like really wraps it around the mm-hmm. ankle. Lift that and knee and then lift it and then, but put it down on the floor. Like the accent oh, of the de cheval it. always ends on da, da, da. back to the tandu mm. mm. I, I, love that. Well, before we move on, I, you didn't specify which direction of the tandu. Is there any one? Is there any direction that you like better? I can't
2: say I have a preference. Wow. I think all of them, I have different things that I think about in each direction. You know, they all require something a little bit Tendu's different in the body.
0: Closing, closing tendu front is really hard. Very but also, very like, hard. crossing your leg tendu back. Yes. And and keeping it turned out is a challenge. Yes.
1: Yeah. I would say I like quasi front mm. tendu.
0: Very oh. bise of you. Very bise. Yeah.
1: Bise. Symphony and C.
0: I'm trying to think, because I'm like, I'm sure there's some more fun.
2: I know. I mean, you know, I have other steps that I love doing. Um, I love an André yes.
0: Do you? I do. I actually
2: really love an André or even, like, an André Sank. Like, I like a little beat yeah. in my petite allegro. Um, I'm not so much, like, a développe or a fondue lady.
0: Like, adage? I'm not an adage, I mean, adage. lover. Yeah.
2: But, you know. Working do towards it. it. Yeah. Oh,
0: I always... How did I forget? Now, not, it just came back to me. I always talk about this step, and I don't think it's anyone's favorite, but I love a Padasha. So, no wonder oh. I love a Padasha ball. It's, it's, similar it's the It is the the, 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 the step one the to dad. get you to step two. I love Padasha.
2: You yeah, know Padasha me and
0: yeah. it's And they're not Megan's friends.
2: I kick the mm.
0: knees. Cause she she bruises her knees. She oh. tends to bruise her knees.
1: You hit. You go so close to the bar that you.
0: No.
2: Oh, I'm <laughs> but... <laughs> You're not doing
0: at the bar. I'm doing my
2: parrishas at oh, the bar. She hit her with, leg. I pick up the second leg so high, Claire, that I'm kicking that knee that's with the toe. Yeah. It's on the, the second one. That's yeah. good. Battle wounds. Yeah.
1: That's right. <laughs> Just good. You're doing your service. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: How about you? You didn't say. I you must know. have a favorite. Well, okay, you guys have mentioned 32 ones. 32
1: <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, okay, I would Hops say. Hops on point.
2: Hops <laughs> on point
1: for sure. That hands down goes down as my least favorite stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I got the
0: variation in Sleeping Beauty with the, the most hopper. At some point you, you got the hopper. You like never come up. Point and I was like, that's the one Megan does. What?
1: I was like, um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> excuse me.
1: Did you know this is my worst step? we were being yeah. challenged. I was being challenged, and I didn't really care for it. <laughs> but anyway, um, I would say I, Tendu, definitely a favorite. I love a cot, entresch cot. Da, okay. da, 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 Love okay. that. And I love a C. So I do like, I do su, su, entre, cha, si. I love that rhythm. A, da, da, da.
0: Also, I can see you loving a pique arabesque.
1: That's what, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I know Claire. I like pique I arabesque. Know and she then, also said Romverse. <gasps> oh, Rombersey. I
1: that's love
0: That's drama. <laughs> oh, that's drama.
2: That's what I said. I'm when Aron <laughs> sees a romverse <laughs> being given, he's like... That's how you know the class is picking up. that's how you know the class is picking up.
0: Cause rubbers say it, it requires a specific person to give it, and and to love it.
2: Like a, flack, kind of like a flick am. flack. Just
0: like a flick flack. Someone that gives a grammar set, it's a flick flacker. <laughs> that person has like 80% chance of giving a flick flack a bar. Hopefully,
1: people know what a flick flack is. Okay, I'll, I'll oh, go with this. Like, one.
0: It's okay if you don't know any of the one, yeah. other ones before. Okay. But you need to know what a flick flack is. <laughs> yeah, if you don't know <laughs> yeah. what a tondu hopefully, is. Hopefully, you're fine with the wrist. But we'll this one, but this, this one is the one you really is. need to know. In lighters. Okay. So,
1: a flick flack is when you like, like one foot in front and then of flack the other, the other. <laughs> <laughs> and then you flack it in the other direction, and then usually you put it down to like tondu side or tondu front.
2: It's also usually you turn turning. Around. Yeah, exactly. yeah. You
1: do a flick in the front, you turn your body, you flick in the back. You're already back around after the turn, and you put it down. That's a flick flack. What was the other one we were talking about?
2: Vesse. Oh, Romvese.
1: Vesse you plie, you double pay a foot dégagé height, usually. And then you do a little pas de bourree on point.
0: I, I, technically, the pas de bourree is no part of oh, the it Grand is. Bram technically, Brassay. a pas de bourree is
2: the pas de bourree. Pas de
0: bourree is a pas de bourree. It oh. has that name. Well, I like... Romvese is more of part of the tombe, oh. pique, rond oh. ronde, jam, to the attitude. Okay. While you, like, do a little bit of turn, because you go from... Point you one change that to point 3. Point 3.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, and there's a very round shape to yeah, it. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of a spiral to okay, it. So, to be specific, I like a pas de bourree turn into a plie romberset. I really like that. There is a lot of drama with that.
0: Yes. You know <laughs> what? You know what? Okay, well, romberset in itself is dramatic. Romberset? Romberset.
1: Romberset.
0: Romberset? I think it's rom. Rond? It's like, rond. like well, It's very. Rond. It's very grand for <laughs> like me. Like, I like de jambe? Jambe?
2: It's like Ronde Jean, but not grand Jean. Grand (laughs) Versailles. Well,
0: your guys are not doing it grandly. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. But I was about to say, you know what people are not given? It's like a back to front.
2: Ronde Versailles. Challenge. Oh, whoa. What do you think about a class that has flick flack, grand 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 Versailles in both directions, and Tandacuis?
1: I like a Tandacuis. Oh, I do not. That's my favorite (laughs) class ever.
0: I do not. <laughs> I do not I have a tendency to really uh, drop my shoulders forward oh, well. as I try to dip in that like coupe it over. I feel like uh, we're learning and just so the much. Name, honestly, just the name. is a different. Different. Like, But Grand
2: Berset does it for you. But Grand.
1: <laughs> I also like a mini soda shot. You know, the one where one foot is bent and then the other one is back.
0: The sugar plum fairy one? Yeah,
1: the sugar plum soda. It's like a mini sodi where yeah. yeah. I like that a lot cuz you have to It has, a, to per- name. You're per- it has a name. Your perchy. It has a name. Mhm. Wow, there's so many fun ballet steps. Yeah. There's so many fun ballet steps. Yeah. Okay, speaking of fun and things we've been doing for a long time. One of our <gasps> questions was what is it like knowing your co-workers since you were children? It's hysterical.
2: Wow.
0: Yeah. I There's really more. think it is. It's a good I... way to put it.
2: <laughs> we have known each other for so long through so many strange phases. Yeah. I mean, you individuals in this room especially. Yeah. And I, it's like such a luxury to get to work with people that you've known for so long and get to watch everyone like develop and be these amazing people while also remembering like our chaotic yeah. youths. <laughs> Where you came
0: from? <gasps> um, I think it's it's rare in in any field to grow up to the point of like becoming a professional in that field and with the people that you were kids with.
1: Yeah, and even for like say say someone who's like a professional athlete, right? They might be doing the sport individually growing up and you might see the same people like every now and then yeah. when you play different games or whatever you're doing. But for us it's like we are training with a lot of the same people and then our professional careers are like with the same group of yeah. people for mm-hmm. the most part.
0: And dancing together, yeah, like and really involved
1: together, traveling within together. each other's
0: Yeah. Lives. So it's
1: like you really are surrounded by this core team of people and fortunately like all of us have this same interest of a love for ballet and dancing and the art form. So we have already this, like just we're kind of programmed to be good friends based on mm-hmm. our interests and the ways we choose to pursue this craft. So that's pretty incredible. And then, I mean, Megan, when you are like, it's hysterical, I was just thinking like a lot of us are quite the characters. Like we all have very, <laughs>
2: Aron <laughs> just on.
1: tilted his head. He's like, you mean me? Um, But we all have just, like, fun, fun, very fun personalities are at Mm -hmm. New York City Ballet and and then the arts in general. So I think it's just always, there's a level of entertainment that, again, we get to think back, like, oh, it's kind of funny to look back and Mm -hmm. to remember how we were as kids. Yeah. And then funny to see how some of the things... Of our personalities like linger and are still so much a part of us and like if i see one of you guys i'm like oh this is so you because you've been i don't know exhibiting yeah. this character trait for forever
2: with yeah. me like or... spanish
0: that is like so me <laughs> <And> <laughs> like... <laughs>
2: that is so you oh is he speaking spanish, spanish again oh so you <laughs> Thank you, Megan. <laughs> no.
0: I, I completely agree with you. Yeah. I, I, I mean, artists in general seem to be particular and, and be characters. Yeah, like be cookie and like... Whimsical. Yes. It, it's part of the job. Like, you mm-hmm. must have these qualities in order to do it. Like, not anyone... Long story short, you can't be boring and then be an artist. You... I mean, they, they exist. However, would I call them artists?
1: Wait, I'm not sure what you're trying to say.
0: Like, if you are a boring person, chances are that, like, whatever you're producing is going to carry that quality. Because a, a lot of you should be put into your art.
1: Yeah. Our, I mean, being an artist requires deep investigations into humanity. Right? Right?
0: Write that one down. Go- <laughs> write that one down, listeners.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then, but and he's like, yeah, deep investigations into humanity. And then you have to, you want to a lot of times just like
0: share these investigations in your craft.
1: Okay. We're deviating. We're deviating. I'm, I'm a little
0: lost with this, but I'm just it's saying fine, like it fine. naturally takes a person who is like naturally like. Kooky. At least like show business in general. It requires a person that has a certain personality where you can entertain. Mm-hmm. And in order to entertain, okay, you must be... Okay, we're getting be, somewhere. We're getting you somewhere. You must have a certain traits that are interesting and entertaining mm-hmm. and,
2: and particular. And we have been entertained and for many years by one another (laughs) since we've known each other for so long oh yeah and you continue to entertain me both of you yeah
0: (laughs) it's it's basically our job at this point
2: (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's but it's such a privilege like to get to go to work with people that you already find entertaining and amusing and fun and you have known them for so long to have that his like built-in history is like we're pretty yeah. fortunate,
0: yeah. Not to go back to the office ladies, but like, <laughs> you might have like a funky office. One office lady at your office, and however, here comes
2: Claire K to check out their makeup. Exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, however, you need to like really know that this is a an office full of funky ladies. Like every single one of this is like very unique, very unique. It requires a very unique it's person true. to so just to imagine. Do this job. Yeah, imagine ten years ago. Yeah,
2: how fun and quirky. (laughs) It's a gift.
1: Yeah, fifteen years ago for really. Um, Mm. how long have we known each other?
0: (sighs) Since two thousand almost
1: fifteen, I would say probably.
0: Maybe for i
1: I've been I've been in New York, like at Sab or New York City Ballet, since I was like seventeen. But maybe knowing I was seventeen
0: too, but you're a little bit older than I am. Yes, I'm
1: one year older. Yeah. Yeah. So it's almost been fifty. It's been fourteen, I guess. Yeah, we're yeah, we're getting up to that anniversary. Yeah. But yeah, I I mean, there are so many times when we just laughed a lot and still do, obviously. And that's laughter is such good medicine too. Mm-hmm. So okay, laughing Laugh over there quietly. Well, it's the
0: medicine. <laughs> I'm taking my <laughs> my one a day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, I hope you guys enjoyed that podcast and. Thank you, Megan, so much for being here. It's so fun to have you. And thank you,
0: listeners, for submitting such great questions. We're sorry that we couldn't answer them all, Mm -hmm. but please stay tuned. And we always do this type of episodes at least once a year. Mm -hmm. So um, stay tuned and please uh, keep submitting your questions. We might get to answer them next. And if you haven't listened to our previous episodes... Please head over to the New York City Ballot Podcast Mm -hmm. and give us a listen. Mm -hmm. Bye. Adios.
2: With the Spanish. That's so clear. It's so (laughs) clear. I I think of Spanish and I immediately think of Claire.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, (laughs) immediately. And and, and, yo también, like, I absolutely.
2: You see,
1: oh. see,
0: yes. <laughs> oh, we have fun.